And welcome to Wide Shut. I'm your host, Logan. He's your host, Jesse. I'm your host, Jesse. He's your host, Logan. And we are back. This is technically not the only episode ordered, uh, ordered, uh, 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 recorded was the word I was searching for. Sure. Technically not the only episode recorded in 2018, but the only episode you've been on in 2018. <laughs> yeah. So also um, officially the only canon episode yeah. of 2018 yeah. so far. Yeah. It's good to be here. If you ever record without me, I'll kill you. <laughs> I just don't extend that same. Uh, I, to be honest, I didn't know you weren't coming. Yeah, I forgot I you were out of town. I was until I wasn't. Uh, oh, okay. To be fair, you've got all the equipment, so I couldn't do an episode without you, even if I wanted to. And I want to. <laughs> that was a bad attempt to. There is a Nine Inch Nails song called "Kinda I Want To." Yeah, yeah. And right when I tried to riff it, I don't remember how. No, it we goes. know we're eventually going yeah. to do a MIDI version <laughs> of all the Nine Inch Nails. Are, are you songs? saying we? We need to bring back the iPad. Yeah, I think we do. Okay. Yeah. Well, not this time. <laughs> I've sat down, God damn it! I'm not getting up again. Yeah, we ain't doing that again. But no, I can assure you in 2018, I still have a blocked nose every time we record. Oh, good. How's that going for you? What have you successfully Septim- not changed in 2018? Septum still deviated. Uh, crippling depression. Woo! Uh, no, uh, let's see what I haven't I changed about myself. It's got a healthy addiction to um, to Mel for Mel and prequel memes. Yeah, that hasn't changed. Yeah. Well, so am I the only person yes. that actually blocked um, the the motivated subreddit? Was it? Yeah, it's motivated. Is it? Okay. Uh, slash get motivated. motivated. Yeah, get motivated. Yeah. So I, I blocked that. Yeah, I blocked that. I blocked no sleep because it's like, not because it's scary, but because it's, it's like, it's all fake. I don't want to read yeah, people's things pretending to be true. Because it's bad attempts at Goosebumps horror. It's not actually scary. It's selling itself as actual no, truth. And I like, once you know, read like, something on there that was a really great piece of fiction. Yeah, yeah, you would, but, but put it in writing prompts. Don't. Nah. Writing prompts as well are just always, I mean, I, get, I never read any of them. I just read the concepts and be like, yeah, that's, yeah that's, pretty, that's pretty shit. Yeah. And then move on. I mean, I, I get it's part of it is meant to be an exercise in writing as in how can you write yourself out of this situation? But to me, it always came off as um, just look how shit that person's ideas are. <laughs> yeah. Um, so three billboards, Ebbing, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Probably the best movie I've ever seen. You reckon? Yes. Hmm. Not my. I I I st- stress at the very same time that does not mean it is my favorite movie. No, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just watched it and remember thinking, I think this is the best movie I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah never going to be my favorite movie. No, not at not, all. not, it's, not it's, a movie that I had any anticipation whatsoever to watch. People started turning on it once it got all the nominations online because it's it is basically a play. You watch the di- like you listen to the dialogue, and everyone has something quite poignant and specific to say. Yeah, which is fine because the dudes. Are you mean natural. the you mean the the Woody Harrelson speech about cops? Yeah, or how everyone is more than happy to talk to themselves. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's, it's the dudes a playwright. It's going to come off a lot. Oh, right. Like, it's so was in Bruges. It, you you watch yeah. in Bruges with that play filter, and you're like, huh, 
yeah well still funny if still you good. if you make a movie that isn't driven by action mm. you've basically written a play yeah something that's in the middle that doesn't have yeah a, it's got a doesn't have a start point you, you you just know the start point happened at some point yeah there's no end point you just know there is an end point at yeah. some point and it, it it could also just be a bunch of people enunciating audience wood standing <laughs> on a um a, a set that, that can only be viewed from one angle i like it in the way that i, I like you movies. watched it right yeah no, yeah, yes. yeah 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 no. I, I i liked it in the sense that i like plays that movies that come across like plays for the reason that i want potentially the same director to come back 10 years later and remake it with a whole new cast just to see what it's like i'd be happy yeah. i'd be happy watching that uh, yeah. all of the actors are completely interchangeable and that's what makes a good in my opinion and what makes an interesting play is that each night it could be a different person playing that character and it shouldn't matter yeah yeah that's true you might yeah, find then, different um, people better at it than others but you should be able to theoretically yeah, pluck them all around it's less about yeah I, I get what you're saying it's less about who's in it it's more about how well did this person attack Del- that known character yeah like Everyone, how how is Macbeth, how has this yeah. person achieved things that maybe Frances McDormand didn't when she was in the wrong? Mm. Yeah, I get mm. what you're saying. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Did you? Which what? is why I, watch, why I like the Hateful Eight more than. Yeah, well, that because that, it was written as a play initially. You wanted yeah. to make it as a play. So, in in this day and age, it's kind of a throwback to have a movie that feels like a play. Yeah. And I. Everyone liked that film, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what did I watch as well? I Tonya haven't seen it. Good. Um, don't let the trailer convince you that this is a sarcastic romp. Okay, because it's not. It is more of a depressing biopic. So it's more fox catcher than it is. Um, so it it has the wit. Yeah. But the wit rings so true because your life really does suck yeah, yeah. that um, you 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 can't just laugh at it. Mm. It's it, you know it says like Goodfellas. It's not like Goodfellas because Goodfellas didn't involve the total collapse of a woman's life. And it it if you go by the movie, which because I always thought um, Tonya Harding smacked that girl and that's how the girl's leg broke mm. or whatever. Um, her recount of it, and it's the movie is actually based on the recounts of um three of the three, major people. Yeah, in it. yeah, they've all got conflicting versions of events apparently. So they just told yeah. all three. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they um first they do like what the public thinks, and then they yeah. all sort of say that's not what happened. No, right. So um apparently she was getting death threats. So what she did was to try and. Well, she didn't do it either. It was her husband's idea that to even up the competition, they were going to send a death threat to the other woman. Right, okay. Now, his best friend who orchestrated the whole thing was a complete fucking retard. And he said, we need to do a death threat. And he says, cool. Hires a couple of goons in a different town who do not... And tells them to basically... um, you know almost mob style hitter mm. you you watch real interviews with the guy he flatly believes or at least tells everyone he talks to that that's the case that he's a fucking international super spy 
And Ned is ex- like he's a a fat idiot that yeah tells everyone he is he's this that amazing of, person that's been with the CIA and Mossad and blah 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 and blah. He's, blah, he's blah. that kid at school who tells everyone his dad is John Cena. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Cool. I think our generation is Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin. We'll tell Dad to take you next time he goes to the gym. Um, and her husband constantly beats her throughout the films. Okay. She has to stay with her husband because all the judges. It's it's a lot like apparently figure skating is a lot like a pageantry contest. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't have a stable life, yeah, and live the way they want you to live. Like, at least as far as the public's concerned then they don't want you so it's like a depressing realistic version of Eddie the Eagle oh, I didn't see that but yeah I'm gonna say probably good film yeah guy from lower class England uh, wants to be uh, you know the yeah, ski it, jumper dude and he actually just does it but and, he he's unlike and he's I terrible think, at it yeah. yeah yeah so Tonya Harding was, actually good. was the best yeah in America at least yeah and they just hated her because she's white trash. Hmm. She she did a move that no woman had ever done before, and could still barely score like more than a, a mid level score and hmm. things. So um, that's what I don't get about all of those display pageantry sports. Why do you have judges? Like, but I think realistically, it probably all comes from the fact that all women's sports originally started out as pageant type bullshit anyway because they weren't really allowed to do sports for a long time yeah yeah whereas all men's sports are um, derivative of war games yeah yeah how do you score synchronized swimming evaluate their synchronicity yeah but like yeah wait As I understand it, with those types of sports, what you do is you present your um, your choreographed groupings of different your choreographs. Your, yeah. You present your choreographed routine to them. They give it an evaluation based on the um, cumulative difficulty, and that sets the bar for what a perfect score for what you're doing could be. Mm. And then your actual. Um, how successfully you do it or that's like how much of that score you're given so like you that's what is it gymnastics they show like the difficulty score and then they show that yeah yeah so if your difficulty score is not high then you can't actually score to the top points yeah yeah but you can probably get the highest points you possibly could it's a say it's as as a risk reward situation yeah yeah. you think Uh, if it was if it was being played like a sport that it will be given the same routine and they had to master it within a day yeah, would well, yeah you'd think like or um or it would be like say for I don't know Olympic floor gymnastics mm. where they have to do the routine things. They you, play it like a game of horse where one person does it and then the next person has to match it or do it better to keep going. I <laughs> much I, like the cling like all the all the powerlifting and the weightlifting ones, you know, it keeps pushing it up and up and up but, until they get eliminated. <laughs> Just keep adding flips. <laughs> shouldn't it be um? But shouldn't it be? They released like the 2018. Um, it's getting, I have to keep getting myself used to not saying 2017 mm. currently. Um, shouldn't they be giving you the 2018, like, this is the routine you all have to do? 
and then you all just do it to varying degrees of success and practice that the whole time rather than coming up with your own one you'd think because yeah i don't i guess because it is still basically a beauty pageant mm. but with like short girls with heaps of muscles like Frieza. <laughs> Frieza's not a girl oh no. man Oh, oh man. No, but he's also not really a dude. What is... Does Frieza have a gender? I think he is meant to be male, but he's possibly gay. I don't know. It, yeah, I mean, I would have never thought he had a sexuality. Or a gender, really. I, I was really hoping at some point it'd be um, shown that he's much like Killface and that he hasn't been wearing clothes this entire time, but should <laughs> have been... Have been. He was wearing the vesty thing, the little shoulder padded thing when he was in his original form, but no pants. <laughs> Whereas Zarbon and Dodori, but neither everyone did. else wore, wore pants. Vegeta didn't. Yeah, he wore pants. Wasn't <laughs> just no, not, on bare yeah. ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it comes down past your waist. Yeah, but it's got like little bike pants underneath it. Yeah, but Frieza never wore bike pants. Did he? No, I'm pretty sure he's just bare ass. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have to verify this. Freeze first form. Oh, he always wearing tidy, tidy ah, blackies. Yeah, okay, and he wears them right up until his final form, and goes full nude. But so, so he he has a physical carapace that sits over top of his underwear yep. that he previously wore armor over top of. How does he get hit that underwear past those giant feet? I don't know. Also, and that tail. <laughs> Also, his armor appears to be leaner than his bone mass. Yeah. Yeah. Funimation's freezer voice is by far better than all the other voices. Yeah, for sure. The It always pisses me off when games are like, oh, we're going to be, you know, um, we're going to be in keeping with what Freezer's supposed to be like, and they have the shitty voice Freezer. Yeah. And then his final form. Yeah. That is a naked man. That's a smooth area. With um, jewels area. in his body. Shape of water, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what did you think of Shape of Water? Um, I did not expect the monster to be so goofy seeming. Yeah, yeah. But I... I didn't expect it to be as creature... Creature he, from the Black Lagoonish, but it's uh, how it was made. Well, he's so. he's a uh, Myluk king from Fallout. Yeah, yeah. Which is based on the creature from the Black Lagoon. So yeah, it, um, yeah. He, he looks like that pretty yeah. much, but more. See if you type in creature from the Black Lagoon and have a look what that looks like. Yeah, I really liked it. It was really cool. Um, I liked how. Um, oh yeah. Okay. Um, and what's it called? Shit. Uh, but it, it ended much like um, most of his other films where she clearly died, right? And that was the end of the film. But in, in this weird fantasy love story thing, she um, lives happily ever after. Well, She got shot and died, much like uh, Pan's Labyrinth. But I mean, it's yeah, up you, to your interpretation to whether or not she did die or not. You could go with that, except for the fact that... Um, like he really did heal the other dude yeah yeah like there's truth to it so yeah but whether or not she actually no one ever saw her again 
alive or anything. She just went off and became. Oh, that's true. Because she dies in the. She gets shot, and then he just th- grabs her and runs away. That's right. Yeah. Um, presumably to bang her a couple more times and then eat her corpse. <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, I did I, it suggest that she was. Um, he, she was actually kind of what he was as well. Like she was found as a baby by a river with slits across her throat. I took it to mean she'd already interacted with him before. Right. Okay. But the because the. But then, yeah, because the the second I saw the slits, yeah. I was like, "Oh, there's they're out at the end of the movie. Yeah. How she can run away with them? Yeah, yeah. Why I clearly can't, I worked that out a little uh, further in, but um, but yeah, I I was surprised, especially as eyes don't look mature. Yeah, they looked quite small. Like they're, they're very round. They're very animal, uh, animal or child looking like tadpole which, kind of. Yeah, yeah. which um threw me off in terms of like the the they don't give him a lot of adultness which makes and 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 humanity which makes her attraction to him seem weirder yeah yeah but yeah especially like with his cat eating and his hissing and stuff he looks i suppose if that's what the locals and uh, South America have been feeding you. Yeah. <laughs> you take what you can get. They said a raw protein diet or something halfway through the film. That's true. He's, he's basically meant to just eat. It's just like plankton, essentially, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That shit they've got in there. But yeah, I. Like, Abe Sapien looks more humanoid and like. Well, they're both based on different things, but the characteristics of like eating the eggs and listening to classical music was yeah. very Abe Sapien to begin with, which but, came from the comics. So Yeah, but Abe Sapien was very... Um, like, he was, he was easier to reconcile as a human. Yeah, yeah. Because he spoke. But... Had feelings. Yeah. But, but uh, again, I, you didn't know where he came from, why he exists, yeah. or if there's more of him. Yeah. You never learn that, which is... No. I always found really fascinating about... But I, I always I, I thought about it and thought, well, to be honest, Abe Sapien may look more like this guy if that movie was made now. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's like the, my original vision. <laughs> once once you get to a, a yeah, as as time and technology moves on, you start to actually do the things that you couldn't do and wanted to do before. Mm. Well, in, in Pan's Labyrinth, the reason why he Doug Jones played both the Pan and the Fawn and the um, the Pale Man, yeah, is because it's meant to suggest that it's all the same thing. Yeah, that the Fawn created the Pale Man and the Toad. Oh, right. Or they're just different versions of the Fawn that he was just running her through a gauntlet of tests to see if she was worthy of being the princess. Where were you on that? Did you think she died or? Uh, in um, Pan's Labyrinth um, or is dying the way you get there I watched it thinking oh yeah she died Yeah, when I watched it but it's like it, because they there was so much going on with the the what, the real world events of her parents the political civil war yeah they they spent enough time focusing on that side of the story that it made me think oh yeah she's just playing make-believe 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's sort of where I left it. But, um, but I don't remember what the form gave her the mandrake root to heal her brother. Do the does the does the family ever interact with anything supernatural? Does anyone other than her interact with anything supernatural? Well, the fawn gave her, yeah, the fawn gave her a mandrake root to um, reduce the fever of her baby brother. Yeah, but I guess that could have repaired itself without her input. Yeah, yeah, could have just been something that existed. But um, this is much different. Much more, the shape of water was clearly it all actually happened, but except the last five minutes when she dies could be left open to interpretation yeah that's true yeah did you i no i was about to say did you i i watched basically watched everything that's come out recently um except maze runner three how good was um sam rockwell retard cop yeah we he he was like First, he was a comic relief character. Yeah. Then you hated him. Yeah. Then you started to root for him. Yeah. And it was not because he is the least realistic feeling character in that film. Yeah. Yeah. But the more time goes on, the more you come to sort of think like maybe he could exist. Yeah. And then then he comes full circle, and well, you end up liking him. The point is that you watch it thinking this guy could exist, but. Yeah. If he did exist, could he be redeemed? Would it would it just take one strongly worded letter from his dead father figure to actually shift the way he thinks and behaves in real life? Like that's what I couldn't believe. Yeah. So I don't see that happening that easily. But it could have because it was quite a traumatic experience for him. Maybe it just didn't spend enough time focusing on the fact that it, <laughs> he fainted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, uh, was the. Uh, by the way, I'm I'm sorry for. I burned you in the police station. Well, the fuck else would it have been? <laughs> that was a great line. Mm. Um, I love how his mum is Max Mom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she... I mean, there's not a lot of roles out there for that lady. Yeah, yeah. But considering the comic relief version of that character you've seen on Always Sunny, yeah. when it takes it into a real actual darkness and she's like properly racist and stuff, it's yeah. a, it, all of a sudden it gives more depth to it and it becomes uncomfortable yeah. and she pulled it off quite well. Mm. Um, watched Molly's Game. Oh, yeah. Good? Yeah. I yeah it's, it came out. It's, um, was Michael Cera a tour de force? Do you know Michael Cera's character is supposedly Toby based... Grace? No, Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking Toby Grace from Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> I I, I want to believe Toby Grace is a nice person. He seems like he would be. But not Billy Masters. <laughs> Billy He's Masters? Hide. Oh, Danny Masterton. Oh, Masters, yeah. Masterson. Who's Billy Masterton? Billy? Danny. Ah. There's Danny... Yes, it's the other one who played Francis. Fra- in the middle, Fra- the brothers. Yeah. Ah, I didn't know that. Scientology, man. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, and then there's that one, the chubby girl from Walking Dead, who's the sister, the lesbian. Mate, I watch that yeah, show. No, I was just, just throwing five words out there to see if you understood who I'm talking about. It's fine. It's not though. That's a terrible show. Mm. 
Um, but no, it's. Have you seen? Is it Molly Malone? Something Malone? Different Jessica Chastain thriller where she gets taken to court for being like a a boss at at business. Uh, no, it's something Malone. I think. Let's have a squiz. Why is Jessica Chastain take third billing to... Miss Sloan? Yeah. Did she take third billing in her own movie? Nah, if you type Jessica Chass into IMDb, she comes third after two people that don't have photos by their names, <laughs> including one that appears to have just been on an episode of Tosh.0. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what? Miss Sloan? Yeah. 2016. Salome. Salome. Ah, <laughs> oh, she plays the character of Salome. Salome. Or is it, what? 2016. Yeah. Miss Sloan. So these are two movies that you could comfortably mix up. One is about. I mean, they're both great movies, mm. but one of them is about her being a lobbyist. That's like a. Uh, you know she'd if she was your friend you wouldn't realize that she's your friend because she knows that being your friend will achieve something for what she's working towards yeah, yeah. it's not something she's selfishly working towards she just doesn't do anything but manipulate people mm-hmm. whereas this she's a nice it seems person like the kind of film that should be um exist in the same universe as ides of march yeah kind of probably could yeah. um I don't. Is that also a real person? So Mo- Molly, Molly, whatever, Molly Bloom in this movie is a real person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Aaron Sorkin really took some creative liberties with the truth. Well, he kind of has to. Yeah, that's what he does. Um, can you look up what Molly Bloom actually looks like? Because I'm told she's quite hot. Not as hot as Jessica Chastain. Well, it's kind of. More, more like pointy, dark head. Uh, it's really hard to picture a woman that you call pointy and dark head when I'm just looking at pictures of the creature from the Black Lagoon. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, so like, she's definitely attractive, but I, I, I'd go for. Would believe that she was a model yeah. at some point, which she was. Yeah. yeah. But she also looks like she looks power mad. Um, but yeah it's like it makes me wonder these two movies being so similar starts to make me think of her as like the female Liam Neeson Mm, mm. like uh, power woman thriller movie where a woman does thing and gets taken to court if she if she does one more of those movies it's a it's a fine looking pantsuit in a man's world kind of role yeah Yeah. Um, directed by John Madden yeah that one as well feels like it could just be as much of an Aaron Sorkin film as Molly's Game Molly's Game actually is the most underwritten Aaron Sorkin thing I've ever like these because you know how Aaron Sorkin all his characters speak with the same intonation and the same like arrogant yeah this is how the world is why don't you know this already keep up yeah 
yeah woke hyper intellectual liberal yeah 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 um no one in this movie talks like that it it gets occasionally gets because like there's a few point uh there's one a couple of bits where like she and uh idris elba get into shouting matches or Mm. idris elba shouts at people on her behalf because he's a lawyer Mm. Mm. um because it's all about the fact that she basically gets screwed by the u.s government because they're trying to take down um, mob people Mm, mm. and she gets pulled into a rico um and the only reason she's a part of it is because they are aware of the fact that they can potentially force her to roll over and give them a key case of information that she has on her way out of that industry yeah yeah she's weak enough to be taken down so that she can be used yeah yeah to take down the others the um but yeah like there's so the the movie opens with her as a young pro skier and like violently goes head first into the ground and like crumples and she she had like molly bloom really did have back surgery when she was like 12 years old mm, and mm. then continued to ski despite being told not to yeah yeah um but in this movie yeah she she bails off it because like a, a a stick on the course like perfectly undoes her ski mm. so she goes off a massive jump with one ski oh, on man. and just yeah goes basically does the like where you're sailing upside down and your head face first touches the ground and snaps backwards while the rest of your body's still traveling forwards yeah and she just can't it's not like you know it's not gory but it is one of the most graphic things i think i've ever seen in a movie yeah. just because it's really like oh god what? no you showed it in full force what yeah. Was happening. yeah yeah um and she's like sarcastically narrating over the top of it about you know because it's like what do people think is the hardest part of the olympics or whatever or being a professional man it's mm, like mm. Oh, coming forth in the olympics because you don't get a medal she's mm, mm. like fuck that this is what i did <laughs> this was the worst thing you could do as a professional sports person um in actual fact molly bloom just quit because she wanted to do something for herself and um her entire life was built around a professional sport she didn't really care about which was mostly propelled by her parents yeah naturally yeah um and kind of has to be for a sport like that that requires that amount of money to be sunk into it just for you to be able to practice it yeah <clears throat> unless your parents did it themselves beforehand and you're like second generation yeah i think i think i can't remember whether it said what her mum did but i feel like they were both like university staff intellectuals mm, mm. and so they were like a real high achiever family right um the best way to to prove that with your child is to throw them off a mountain yep yeah yeah makes sense but everyone knows rich white people are endlessly trying to kill themselves yeah um but it, it's it's exactly like most of these movies are you know like gets a small taste of the high life yeah. enjoys it goes it on their own gets really big really fast then they draw the attention of the people that they don't want to draw attention of and the government or police or whatever inevitably get in on it and then it all collapses and then sort of a rags to riches to different rags what do we learn does it does it does it have uh the guy from early edition playing an fbi agent (sighs) i feel like he just does that in these films he 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 could have but no he didn't (laughs) um 
What is that guy's name? Uh, the Friday Night Lights dude. Uh, is it Ron something? No. Or am I mixing <laughs> you, him up with the guy from Office, Office Space? Ron, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's TV's Ron Livingston. Ron Livingston is TV's Ron Livingston. <laughs> That's the joke. Don't try to look up Ron Livingston. You're not going to find him. <laughs> now go... Wolf of Wall Street. Just try an early edition. <laughs> Main character. You're trying no. to find somebody who's not even. No, you you don't want to. You can't just go straight to early edition. You have to stumble upon early edition because that's the only way anyone ever saw early edition <laughs> on TV. Yeah. you're just watching some vague rerun on of on tr- a Sunday <laughs> afternoon television of pre-true calling with and a cat, then, and then the very next show is is early edition. It's like you replace a cat with Zach Galifianakis, and you've got true calling. <laughs> Early edition is legitimately a show that I wasn't sure whether I watched as a kid or whether it was just a dream. Uh, I can there see his is. face, but what is his name? Carl, Carl Chandler. Chandler. Chand Kyler. Chand Kyler. What was early edition? Give me that sweet, sweet early edition. <laughs> Wait, Homefront? No, 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 no. Show me the real shit. Scroll up, man. It's not that old. I thought Homefront, isn't it, the... Ah, oh, there Homeland. His name was Gary Hobson. His <laughs> name was Gary Hobson. Oh, God, it's perfect. Can we watch a trailer? Yes. He gets Why would there be a trailer for today? early edition? It's a 90s TV show. <laughs> Shut your mouth. That's why. Yeah, it's probably got the full episodes on YouTube. We could probably just watch them. Can we Can we start like a Twitter campaign to get a... Uh, to do like was it two more seasons in a movie yeah. of early edition <laughs> Netflix reboot of early edition yes look at wait what is this is this the actual yeah, this must be the actual TV trailer oh my god including like doom footage <laughs> yeah well, no it is it is Sims footage I, I was right somebody recreated it. the trailer in Sims it's amazing I mean I prefer real Kyle Chandler, but mm. let's just watch the opening. I don't think there's a trailer for. Oh, it's no better. <laughs> Slightly less posterized. Yeah. It's so mundane. <laughs> it's like if MacGyver was a schlob, nobody. <laughs> it has Fisher Stevens yeah he's like the friend literally only got three people in this entire show (laughs) (laughs) and the cop that's always like you did good work but you're not a cop you should let us do that but I get tomorrow's newspaper today but I can't tell anyone because people would think I'm crazy does it ever explain what um, to Wikipedia, let's find out how early edition ended. <laughs> oh God, he's searching Wikipedia. Kyle Chandler, he's really gone backwards. So, so I think we have to rename this episode tomorrow's podcast today. Yeah. Oh, that's a good tagline. It's not that. <laughs> it is. <'cause> it's, <laughs> it's awful. But it's not that. Yeah. Oh, let's find oh, out how it was conceived of. By Vic Rubenfield and Why Pat you, Page. You guessed it right when you said two more seasons in a movie because they got up to four seasons. So six seasons. Yeah, did it? You, you did good math. What? 
you said earlier they need two more seasons in a movie and it turns out they did four seasons so you were right is it supposed to be six, six seasons, seasons in a movie yeah ah, okay the show chronicles the life of gary hobson a resident of chicago illinois who mysteriously <laughs> receives gary hobson the chicago well, sometimes well. is that a is chicago no that's like boston i don't know we're not american if it's if it's not in movies a lot, I don't know how your accent goes. Oh, what? That's such a bizarre. So effectively giving out- him knowledge of his. No, no don't, don't, don't spoil, spoil it. it. I'll okay. read it. I'll read okay. His knowledge of the potential future. His newspaper is delivered by a mysteriously unknown entity at least once a day. What? Does he? Is there episodes where he gets like a revised edition after he does some shit? And is accompanied by a ginger tabby cat. The first copy arriving every morning around 6.30 a.m., no matter what his physical location is. Yeah. Armed with knowledge of the future, he tries to prevent tragedies and tomorrows sometimes from occurring, thus changing the story, text, and headlines in the newspaper to reflect the outcome of his actions. Often, Gary doesn't wish to be saddled with the responsibility of performing these deeds. The paper effectively presents him with many Sophie's choices, where he must choose between helping different people in need of assistance. Please don't read the entire thing. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> um, season. Yeah, it turns out he was... Um, is he just dying? No, the guy who, who re- for some reason, received the newspaper before him chose him to take over for him because he saved his life when he was a kid. Yeah. And it's represented by a pocket knife for some reason with initials for the next person to receive the paper. So he hands it on to a young girl. Ah. Okay. For when Gary is no longer able to continue doing the job. But obviously doesn't go, you know what? The last four seasons were pretty stressful. I didn't know why these things were happening. I'm going to do this kid a solid and tell her why. Yeah. Nah, nah. Just going to keep going on with some early edition. Now, the key thing I'd like to point out. It I, is. I want to know if this. It is never pointed out that if he tells anyone about it, no, th- anything two, bad will happen. Fisher Stevens finds out and uh, Blind Lady does too. I want to know whether or not this concept for the show came first or the title. Seems like it was peak nineties where they just came up with a with a well, they just um, came uh, up with a snappy title and then built a show to connect it. with the title. Yeah, yeah, I'd believe that. It was a really unique way to put a character in physical jeopardy a each week. But without the having... duo proceeded to write a document that described the show's characters and said, Really? You mean they, they wrote a treatment? <laughs> Did you read how he pitched the show to executives? He got a, he got a fake newspaper made up um, with tomorrow's oh, date God. on it, talking about how OJ confessed to the murders. And it presented a lively debate. And then the next day it was greenlit. <laughs> so what we're saying is early edition uh, predicted the book if I did, did it, it yeah. this is how I did it <laughs> OJ Simpson the juice is loose ah yeah. damn right he's a running back man is 70 years old fuck and there's him in 1990 uh, yep. Wow, there's a lot <clears throat> pre-murders. Yeah. Yeah. Dude was like, the, yeah. I I 
get the feeling that or who's, yeah, some, who's somebody that started objectively yeah. less content about the fact that he probably killed people yeah. are people two people two people his wife nicole and brown simpson and her lover oh, okay so it was one of those cases of he um he probably turned up and there's his wife banging some other dude so he murdered them both yeah yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we we call it an Andy Dufresne. <laughs> Where, where's his book? Where's Andy his... Dufresne. He robbed Las Vegas. And that's why he actually got sent to prison like 10, 15 years later because he tried to steal his um his trophies from uh, some sort of NFL museum. Got caught breaking in. Did he have to sell to... those to pay for legal shit or? I think they were, um, yeah, seized. possibly, or they were seized. Said something about he he had didn't pay one point four million in taxes. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of his property got seized, and that's what he got sent to prison for for like ten years. Yeah. The audio book. Who was it read by? Uh, surely you could just get him to read it himself. Oh my god! Because that that would by the goldman family narrated by kim goldman uh who's kim goldman uh relation of ron goldman the man that she was banging oh one of the victims why why is this book narrated by a i mean narrated read out by a relative of the murder victims yeah I think for a start it would be significantly more controversial and therefore more lucrative if they got OJ to read it himself yeah. pretty sure OJ can't read anymore did Concussion. he take hits? Oh, that's uh, possibly what they think the, the part of the reason why he behaved the way he did oh like concussion did, or, violence yeah, yeah. but uh, I not why he did it but why he behaved the way he did afterwards Oh, okay. take the bronco out on the highway and have a police chase and yeah. all this weird erratic behavior and Cause he, he, strange outbursts and things from what i've heard of discussion about it granted it's all from podcasts so it's probably spurious at best hey we know we're not subject to fact checking um uh the fuck what was he gonna say yeah, i don't know man that um he was beating his wife from the get-go and was constantly, like, threatening her. Like, if you ever leave me, I'll kill you type of shit. Oh, there you go. And also a lot of suggestion that her family was like, no, 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 you stay with OJ. Because mm. OJ bought our house. Mm. OJ bought our cars. OJ keeps us in the life to which we've been accustomed. So, no, you don't divorce him because then we stop having good life. That explains why one of the... Uh, uh, it's not one of the... Nicole's relatives actually reading this, but probably all intertwined in some sort of weird incestuous. The Goldman family money-making scheme. Speaking of incestuous, yes. Um, I watched that thing where uh, the actress stabs the guy on the beach, and then you find out why she stabbed the guy while she's being imprisoned. Sinner, on Netflix TV show. I haven't seen it. So Jessica Biel is at the beach with her family. Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel. <laughs> I'm my new wife, Camille. <laughs> my new wife, Jessica, Jessica Biel. Um, yep. So 
the family goes to the beach and then the uh, film they go to the film the beach yes yeah cool. it's, in, it's in that bay with the quarantine where everyone's skin melts because of the fishes mm. what was that called I don't know but Tilda Swinton was a tour de force <laughs> tour de Swinton <laughs> now see that uh. that that just makes me imagine various people on bikes riding up and down like um, miniature people <laughs> riding around Tilda Swinton's body while she's lying on the ground. It's the Tilda Swinton. Live strong. Blah, 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 the peloton. Mm. Um, yeah, so family goes to beach. Wife has been weird for every piece of footage you've seen of her so far, but it sort of just says like bored, depressed housewife maybe. Yeah. Sure. Uh, stuck in a life that she ultimately didn't hope for for herself. Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, no, he did it. Yeah. Sure. Um, goes for a swim, tries to, looks like, drown herself, mm. and then goes, sits on the beach with her family. Um, there's a group in front of her that are all, like, look like they're doing kind of debauched teenish type stuff, but they're, like, late 20s, I think. Mm. Um and then the girlfriend of the dude like sits there and she's like hey he was a band in abandoned college hey, I'll play a song and then the song very clearly sets her off she stops cutting the uh, pear that she's cutting runs up and just starts gaffing him in the neck mm. and then he just like freaks out and bleeds out and dies mm. and then she gets taken to prison and that that's where the show starts um Bill Pullman is the lead investigator. And oh, I, is this a sh- yeah, okay. They got one season into it, then he died, and he was getting good reviews. And stuff. Is it Pullman that died or Paxton? That's Paxton. Ah, okay. You're thinking of Big Love. <laughs> crazy, no, stupid, actually, crazy, stupid Big Love. Yeah. Um, no, but it, it's... I also get the feeling that Bill Pullman specifically takes roles where he gets to play schlubby people so that he doesn't have to cut his hair or trim his beard. <laughs> I can't do a Bill Pullman impression. He's a good Bill Paxton. You sounded dead. Um, Bill Pullman has also been kicked out of his home by his wife and keeps turning up at this woman's house who's a dominatrix. (laughs) She's like, keep showing scenes where it looks like she's pegging him. Yeah. But I don't think that's what's happening. So it's weird. And she also chokes him during sex at one point. Are you not just falling asleep dies. during one show and waking up during another? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when you, you, you have the TV on, but you're also watching porn on what? an iPad What's or something. What's show just, everybody's talking just about? just glues itself together. Yeah. Now, um, but long story short, the mm-hmm. more because every, every time she tells him like a slightly more information about her life, which for the most part she's forgotten because she spent a few months on a heroin binge for no visible reason whatsoever turns out um so she was raised in an extremely religious family Mm. with a sister that basically had cancer from age dot up to 19 when she died Mm. Uh, the sister the parents raised the sister to believe everything she did wrong was actively making her sister's condition worse Oh, that's yeah. bad. That's they were like um, not sure what kind of form of salt 
like yeah. like rocks of salt, like yeah. the kind that would probably catch you and then then hurt hurt. Yeah, uh, kneeling on it and apologizing to a shrine of Jesus type of uh, sounds like Munchausen's by proxy by proxy. Yeah, kind yeah. of. And then um, she starts to date a dude that's clearly a piece of shit. Yeah, real dirt bag. Um, is going to run away and leave the family. Her, her sister works it out. Um, her sister decides to come with her one of the nights because mm. it's the sister's birthday, and the sister sort of like she keeps trying to shake her off, but she's not managing to. Mm. See, this sounds like the TV show. Which TV show? This just doesn't sound like there should have been murder involved at all. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And, and weird coming of age for our lives to be over um they go to a house party at this weird like big house which i think is actually the house of the parents of the guy who gets killed at the start mm-hmm. he instantly falls in love with the younger sister naturally yeah um, they go off and have like a nice little party on their own the sister the main character sister jessica beale realizes that her boyfriend's brought her to this thing because he's um, about to make a new drug deal with this weird guy from out of town mm. and basically wants to to fuck the guy to sweeten the deal right, right. um starts getting uncomfortable and she like tries to leave and then finds her sister and then has this awkward realization that her sister who's had no life up till this point now instantly gets to go into a nice relationship with some random dude who's actually nice and not a piece of shit like her boyfriend yeah 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 and she tries to leave but then the sister just convinces her to like relax take some drugs and then they um they like sort of have a there's a, a weird sex scene where like the, the sister is having sex with the boy who got killed at the start and yeah. they both like each other yeah and then it shows jessica beale being asked like do you want it do you deserve it like about and then the camera pans around and you see her boyfriend standing in front of her mm. <laughs> and it keeps panning around and then the dude with the drug deals one that's banging her yeah um and then all of a sudden the sister starts to like she turned like the camera turns around again they're all still high and shit but uh her sister stopped breathing and then the the other the dude's trying to do cpr on her because he's a med student Mm -hmm. and he's like push 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 oh ribs cracked (laughs) arms basically just fell into chest yeah yeah um and then she freaks out, so her boyfriend clubs her across the head with an ashtray. Yeah. Um, Classy move. The 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 boy quite rightly freaks out. It's like, we've got to call the cops, and this really was an accident, because it really was an accident. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, he yeah. actually liked the girl and is freaking out that she's dying, even she died, even though like he kind of knew that she was pretty frail. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're all high obviously there's plenty of drugs there's a drug deal going on so the the bad boyfriend dude like takes charge and says well obviously we can't go to the cops um the the med student dude was technically supposed to be out of town Mm. um his his parents get involved his father disposes of the body jesus um they all clean the house the father then takes jessica beale 
uh, stitches your head back together. He's also like a surgeon or mm, something. Mm. Um, stitches sense. Jessica Biel back together and then proceeds to keep her at his house for like a month or so, just repeatedly dosing her up with hard needle drugs to the point where her memory of the entire event in like the last Can't be trusted. month is yeah. just completely blotto and gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the um then he drops her off at a rehab clinic and like she kind of goes back to having a not she goes doesn't know what happened mm, mm. moves on has a normal life got and married, that song triggers it i take yeah. it yeah and it also states that the the friend when bill pullman at the start is is uh talking to his friend who was also there with his girlfriend mm he's he remarks that like his friend could have stopped her from stabbing him yeah yeah and he said like it seems really weird and 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 supernatural or superficial or just wrong when he first says it because it's almost designed to sound incorrect yeah yeah but he says that he almost looked like calm and happy and resigned Mm. like he was having a guilt removed and that they um they remember he'd said he had a really intense connection with this girl but then something strange happened and like that was when he turned his life around and just went hard into being a medical professional yeah 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 so like that dude never got over the guilt at the end of the show you realize that no this wasn't just a dick frat boy that raped some girl or something yeah yeah yeah. or and he wasn't a random passerby he was actually involved and everyone around him either manipulated him or berated him into not taking action and so yeah yeah, and being complicit and he still felt guilty about it for the rest of his life right um jessica beale yeah was just straight up pure victim and she 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 day one like said i'm clearly guilty i just killed that man like Mm. she was never she didn't know why she did it yeah yeah she couldn't explain it she wasn't particularly willing to try and explain it. She was just like, I'm guilty. I clearly killed this guy. And then it's Bill Pullman's obsession to try to yeah. pull out of her, yeah. if you will, like some sort of Pullman. Yeah. Um, uh, the truth. who pulls. Mm. He is the man who pulls. Yeah. And um, even though he's told not to, he sort of won't let go of it. Because it doesn't, there's no MO. Something just yeah. doesn't add up. And there, it's one of those shows where there aren't technically yeah. that many, like there aren't really villains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a FBI lady who it, it is a bit of a work, Works a standard case where you've actually just got to peel everything yeah. back layer by layer. Yeah. To and like find, the, try, try to map out what actually happened and why, especially when you're not, when you're working with A, victims who are dead. Yeah. B, uh, the, like, people that did it who obviously aren't going to tell you anything yeah and those who probably could tell you anything but can't because of drugs or death or yeah gotcha and like this one point where the the husband legitimately like tracks down the ex-boyfriend dude Mm. of jessica beale and then is like hey i went to his house and bought drugs off his girlfriend here are the drugs you guys should go arrest him mm. like even the guy that's acting on his own and doing things that are clearly dangerous yeah 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 like in terms of how a character would do something on a tv show because tv shows are written for having events yeah, not for yeah. how people would react in real life yeah yeah 
even he reacts relatively real and there's no like bad guy comeuppance because at one point that same husband tries to go um presumably confront possibly murder because he does take a gun with him mm. to um the 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 bad ex-boyfriend's house and when he turns up there the bad ex-boyfriend has just been murdered and and like he just sees two people run out of the house and leave yeah yeah so he He's just like, turns around and leaves as well <laughs> yeah and he and he biffs his gun in a thing and then he goes to the cops and they ask were you armed and he says yeah like he, he threw his gun away yeah, yeah. but he still told the cops the truth yeah. and ultimately they don't really do that much to him because they gave him too much information as it was yeah yeah so they which couldn't. they shouldn't have yeah. so it's like that's surprisingly realistic and um yeah, it doesn't not, go don't... out of its way to create circumstances that can result in characters getting screwed in ways that make for good television yeah by the sounds of it doesn't do it quite realistic where it, where it plays the entire procedure of solving the crime taking them to court and then boom mistrial and then boom there, there's a new event and a new drama and a new something it just those things happen throughout the investigation process where yeah. there's a point where you clearly can't do anything more with this person because you've told them too much yeah yeah like the the major extent of um but even when the judge is like bill pullman's like come on we gotta like she clearly didn't do this in her right mind and he's she the like the the main thing that holds him back is the judge just saying well you haven't presented any new evidence mm. and this woman's pleaded guilty which again realistic yeah it's like you the rules state that if that is what is recorded mm, and put down mm. you have to have a valid justification to overturn that and then at the end she's just like um we have seen valid evidence as to why this woman was not in her right mind when this happened mm. and she's already shown that um when given but even after she was she spent all, the, her adult life thinking that she uh was a heroin addict mm. who just casually fucked a bunch of dudes through her 20s mm. to get heroin and that was her lifestyle yeah 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 she went through rehab never touched it again and then proceeded to get a job and a life and build a family she's like you you rehabilitated yourself there's mm. nothing the system needs to do to you you clearly though have um ptsd and mm. etc you need help we will put you in an institution for x number of months to get you back till we think you're safe and then you can go home to your family mm. and this is one of those things where it's like, yeah, that's completely realistic. If you're white. Because did you... Yeah. <laughs> if, if she was black, the original murder guilty plea would have never been overturned. No, of course. Um, Do you ever watch The Killing? No. It's, it's very sort of similar in its realism. Okay. And it, it, it's got Joel Kinnaman and yeah, yeah, that... Yeah. Um, that that washed out redhead lady uh, you're gonna have to be more specific <laughs> the washed out i thought you were gonna mariel enos ah yes oh yeah yeah, yeah that. i was gonna say that i'm i'm picturing rain 
a window in somebody's face. And there it is. <laughs> yes. Um, and the pair of them are really great actors. In yeah. This. Yeah. The Joel Kinnaman, someone you'd almost think does isn't a great actor, mm. but if you like that, the the killing was the first thing I'd ever seen him in. Yeah. He convinces you that he's like a um, a white trash kind of wigger piece of shit. Mm. Mm and that somehow raised himself up enough to become a cop yeah, yeah but clearly still has a history of drug abuse and could pretty easily fall back into it yeah then you see him in other shit you're like oh okay that's not how he is in general and, yeah yeah that's not yeah some this, people doesn't have this weird giovanni rabisi kind of drug yeah, adult yeah. kind of vibe to him he's yeah. just yeah he was just playing a role yeah interesting and um and she in this is the uh, you know the the cop that gets too attached to stuff and it destroys their home life. Is there? There's always a detective that does that mm, in every mm. like long form detective drama. Same with uh, Broadchurch. Same yeah. with yeah, all of them really. But this one, season one ends with you finding out who the killer is. Mm. Season two begins by informing you that no, that's not the killer. <laughs> season two ends with. Oh yes, but what it was? No, a a dumb twist that you realise that like it, it was a character that was never justified to have done the killing all along. It's justified at the end when they say you were the killer, and he like does the grin, drops the um, drops the act, and turns into who he really is. Type of bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, this isn't Scooby Doo. Yeah, <laughs> it's a. Uh, um, but it went on for four seasons so what happened to the other two seasons you know seen them did it says four seasons oh yeah then um seasons three and four which i may or may not have watched i honestly can't remember you just assume it ends like the left i think i've seen season three um season three and four are a different crime right okay. so seasons so one and two villain are, of the year yeah yeah seasons one and two are the death of rosie larson yeah who basically turns out uh, unbeknownst to her entire family became a prostitute mm. slept with a local mayor i think and then uh Is it the mayor from tom goes to the mayor <laughs> <laughs> then there's like a whole thing with like indian casino land right yeah and i think she she got wrapped in, up in something and was like either being used as a tool to bribe him or she'd gotten pregnant and he was i think it, it plays it out initially like it's it's borderline organized crime type shit yeah and then season two is like nah she just basically got pregnant and the mayor dude his like second in command mm. cared too much about the mayor's career right and so out of his way to cover it up, her yeah. to cover it up which just doesn't come off as realistic and yeah. after the like it if you take away the ending of season two mm. it is maybe second to broad church these days if i really think about it but when i watched it, it was the best crime procedural i've ever seen yeah yeah but the end of you could almost take season one and pretend season two didn't yeah. exist and yeah, you'd yeah, be yeah. better for it yeah seasons three and four are about a kid that dies at a military prep school and nobody involved will it talk about what happened mm. i don't i don't remember anything more than that so i don't think i've ever finished gossip it. gossip girl 
cool. Yeah. Um, and Altered Carbon. Altered Carbon. 7.0 out of 10. Yeah. Does not justify 7.5. It's not in that sort of top quarter of numbers. Yeah, yeah. Hoping that maybe it might be one of those things where between season one and two it picks up significantly and actually gets its shit together which a lot of yeah. shows do tend to do that kind of get a rocky those high high concept shows that are really rocky to begin with they either it's, just fall by the wayside and become sci-fi series like yeah so- it, it sci-fi feels with like from time yeah. to time especially because they chose to give the two main characters japanese ancestry yeah yeah it inevitably leads to kung fu samurai sword fighting and that's like the climax of the series. Japanese people don't know how to fight. No. It's like that's not a thing. But but it's he like, they both um Maybe they do. Maybe it is like New Zealand and rugby, you know. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean neither of us play it, no. but I feel like we could probably play it better than foreign people. Oh, yeah. Uh, actually I, i've never played it but i did teach a bunch of foreign people to play it. <laughs> <laughs> never played it as an adult um they so once you get to the 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 end explains the start but um they both from a young age were brought up in a household with their in a house of smut uh polish but probably just polish american father yeah and their japanese mother their father beat the shit out of their mother. I think eventually kills the mother. Um, the kids, then the brother murders the father mm. to save his sister. Mm-hmm. Um, they then turn to like petty crime to survive until the uh, brother is picked up by a group called SeaTac, which is like a, a interplanetary special forces team. Mm-hmm. Um, He's then basically put in an adult body at 12 years old to train as a soldier. Jesus. Yeah. Um, It doesn't come back to his own adult body until his own adult body is an adult with scars because it's been used by other SeaTac soldiers to fight on his home planet. Jesus. Um, That's cool. He's told that his sister's like taken into foster care and will be kept fine for the rest of her life because of his sacrificing role. Yeah, yeah. She's kick to the curb and ends up being um like mean streets trained as a yakuza enforcer yeah an assassin and i'm guessing at no point do that could they ever unless he's yeah, they might carry um i think there's clearly a moment where he's not in his body she's not in hers <laughs> um no when they do finally meet up they are in their own bodies as adults but he's wearing like the SeaTac uniform which looks very sort of future prism prism shaped helmet super soldier type situation yeah uh, motorcycle helmet equilibrium kind of mm. yeah but with more like led lights and at least gun carter yeah oh no 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 <laughs> plenty of gun carter yes <laughs> um <laughs> the the c-tech go after the yakuza yeah naturally and so they end up coming face to face and then he like says something and she's like what and he takes off his helmet and she's like holy shit brother even though there's no reason they should recognize each other as adults um because they haven't seen each other since she was single digits and he was 12 Mm. but um they then were like oh okay and just kill everyone else in the room and then they go on the run from c-tac who wants him back because the boss of c-tac is like a 
guy called Jaeger and he's German and really, really angry and serious. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they get chased onto some random planet where they end up. It's like a jungle planet. Looks like some kind of episode of cheap episode of Stargate type shit. Um, <laughs> they join up with a, a rebel group, a small village. Yeah, yeah. They join up with a rebel group that call themselves the Envoys. That mm. um, are very sort of like like holistic super soldier hippie training type right. weirdness. Yeah, um, and he falls for yoga warriors. Pretty much, mm. he falls for the boss. Um, the sister doesn't like it, but she goes along with it and joins up because he's there. Mm. Uh, the the boss lady wants to. Um, she believes that the stacks are bad. Oh, the stacks! So yeah, the 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 things that you it's called cortical stack. It goes inside your, I think, between a couple of your vertebrae at, at the top of your neck or something. But um, basically. The way the show talks about it makes it sound like rather than your consciousness coming from your brain at this point, your consciousness is actually being like like projected onto your brain from the stack in your neck. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost like it decentralizes the brain from being the center of the human body. Right, and becomes the stack. Or it's... But because you can copy people, it kind of suggests that maybe that isn't the case. Yeah. But I think it... it, it whatever the case it sort of points to it like as long as the soul Could survives be, the person can live forever essentially maybe think about but it souls as, can be copied so. yeah maybe think about it as a the difference between a pc and a pc connected to the internet where it's yeah. all still kind of saving it to the main hard drive but at the same time when there's an active connection it's actually also going to be relying on the internet to provide information to it as well as provide information back to the internet yeah, yeah. but it's like I can see because my eyes are connected to my brain. Yeah. My personality is in my brain. Just because my personality is also being saved like a hard drive Mm. into my neck. If you shoot me in the head, I'm still dead. Yeah, yeah. You just have a saved copy of me. You can boot to another body. It's they they call it living forever, but to me, it's just just unless it doesn't. It never goes into the existential reality of what that means. Mm, mm. It, it touches on it, but it never quite goes there. Like well, the it's early days, yet I suppose it's only just come out, so it, it, still doesn't. It's like the Star Trek thing where you, you, you know, when copy, you get teleported yeah, yeah, yeah. somewhere, it, it, it destroys the original and creates a copy somewhere else. Yeah. So technically, you died the first time you used the. But this is like it's like nah nah that it's more like it almost treats it like if you were to get shot in the head you like quickly jack out of the matrix back into the real world type thing yeah yeah and then you can just plug in and you pop it in a new body type of situation which based on the way they describe the science isn't actually what's going on you're just dying and then another one's taking your place um the stacks are alien technology that was found on another planet oh damn okay um but yeah, it turns out that the boss of the resistance movement is actually the woman who invented the stack technology and she is really fucking old. Yeah, yeah. Um for like literally day one yeah. of stacks old, so yeah. I think almost a thousand years old. Um she decides that the stacks are I was not wondering how it would able to be, have been around for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years without 
like for the technology to already be there hundred like a thousand years ago because it's alien tech yeah you didn't need but, to do but, anything with it like it's the technology that they're running around with you could argue we could get in a hundred years yeah, yeah you yeah. could argue if we got to a point in technology and it stayed kind of stagnant they could have potentially had a, a civilization that looks like that for upwards of multiple thousand years yeah like it, it could be i think there is actually a specific date given on the show but yeah. i don't remember what it was hmm. but yeah the the same woman that created the technology separated herself from society built a resistance group that was operating with the idea of um killing the stacks technology once and for all and making everyone only live one life yeah yeah um so but that's the backstory the actual story is if you are religious you can get code written into your stack that's in you to an that afterlife. makes it illegal and impossible to bring you back uh, so so the stack do, uh, do not resuscitate essentially but for yeah. stacks yeah now it you are not unbring backable mm. it's just not allowed to bring you back sky crime it's like they have most people are neo-catholic yeah and so if you have a neo-catholic written stack with neo-catholic uh, like code variations it's a violation your, to bring yeah. them back yeah but you can theoretically do it it's just internationally illegal yeah right um i'm guessing there's plenty of groups that don't honor that and use them no well no. the problem comes when a um girl is found dead yeah she wasn't known to be a neo-catholic right but she's got that code yeah and so then it, it kicks off a conspiracy that maybe somebody is duping neo-catholic code into people for some reason which well, well you want to do that yeah. so that you can make people not be able to be brought back so that they could never be investigated yeah right because um true crime now is you bring back the dead person and ask them what happened yeah yeah and then you put them back into storage if they're not somebody that can afford a new body or whatever yeah yeah um the the super rich ceo that's been alive for a very long time and is ultra rich and has ultra rich kids and an ultra rich wife whose ultra rich wife's body like you touch her and you'll get filled with like sex pheromones and stuff she's like specifically body designed to be a sex toy for her husband basically brilliant and there's also a scene where he works out that he thinks he's talking to the wife but it's not the wife it's actually the daughter taking one of the wife's bodies for a ride because it's such an entertaining sex toy to be in yeah 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 um the one of the sons stole the father's body at one point to fuck the mother i don't know something Mm. uh, i think he was he was trying to conduct a business deal on his father's behalf to show his father that he's not just a useless trust fund baby but um father fucks a hooker yep on the pleasure space station that's sitting in the sky um it's a special pleasure space station where that's a good episode title special pleasure space station you're allowed to kill girls and boys and children Mm. and they are told that because they're all poor but hot basically Mm. they're told that it's all right though when he kills you you'll get a new body and you'll come back to life not the case she is secretly put uh she being the sister because Mm. she's the main bad guy at this point um is putting 
fake neo-catholic code into these people mm. so that the rich people get to actually murder people for good for fun yeah because they're that bored of their they existence they don't want them to come back they yeah need, they need the rush of and these are all people back. that have never swapped sleeves before like yeah yeah so they don't know what it's like the to, the yeah. 18 year old girl that he's going to murder is actually an 18 year old girl that's yeah. living her first life yeah yeah, yeah. um But yeah, it's, it's a big, long, convoluted story. But basically, the sister, after being ditched by the brother, mm. spends his her time while he's um, he's in prison, mm. 250 years, builds a massive empire, yeah. gets in with all the rich people, right. does whatever it takes to build a massive empire, then manipulates the, the super rich guy into murdering a hooker. He blows his own brains out. Uh, he, he's high when he does it yeah, but yeah. he still did it so he can't cope with himself having done it mm. blows his own brains out um, then his body comes back to life and doesn't have like the latest update of it yeah because you know, I said to you before the rich people Windows Vista. can just download instead of like, they don't have to physically take the stack out of their neck they yeah, just yeah. Um, stream the consciousness into a new body from a previous restore point yeah so he he wakes up with no knowledge of why he killed himself but thinks maybe someone murdered him because he's so rich and powerful yeah yeah um she then who she the sister also uses a body of this woman who's a provider of rare antiquities Hmm. and says here i've got the super soldier guy from the past that might be able to investigate for you why you died enter dolph lundgren (laughs) pretty much (laughs) joel kinnaman is basically playing dolph lundgren in this movie yeah uh, TV show um, so she finds she manipulates her way to getting her brother brought back to life yep. so that she can then basically say here I made us an empire we're rich now we don't have to want for anything ever again he once again hooks up with a woman who has different ideas contrary to what his sister's after um, he also finds out that his sister was the one that um, killed his original love the woman in charge of the resistance oh yeah okay um he thought his sister and her died in a like their heli- their ship blowing up an unfortunate smelting accident yeah yeah what actually happened is the sister killed the love interest lady yeah then blew up the ship with both of them inside it and beamed back to where her actual yeah, self was yeah yeah um that's dark yeah it's smart but then uh yeah so it is sort of comes to a point where he goes to confront his sister they have a battle she's like just let me kill everyone and then you won't have any connections left Mm. and then you'll come back to me and also Uh, (laughs) oh sure (laughs) also has a scene where um his his love interest a like latina cop detective lady Mm. who's been interviewing into investigating the crime title he's in he's in her her original love interest's body yeah okay who was on ice in prison so it's not dead okay um she the sister takes the woman's body and then tries to seduce him and it's like ah that finally in fact proved what we all assumed what it bang the brother yeah. <laughs> yeah just another case of a younger japanese sister with an unhealthy fixation on her older brother yeah. 
the end. Yeah, but there's, there's a lot of like hooker murders, a lot of um, a lot of graphic nudity. Um, what I quite like is, you know how when somebody shoots a gun in most shows, like I'm going to cut that to say lots of graphic nudity. You know what I like? <laughs> put those together. Or what not put? You know what I like? Lots of graphic nudity. Mm. Um, when people get bullet holes shot in them, yeah. The in this show, it is a large like the like hole. big hits, yeah, yeah. big chunks blow out, and it's it's more realistic than you've seen most things. Oh, and like Arnie's best movie. part, yeah. He checks into a hotel as a place to stay, yep. which is basically a like VR prostitute hotel. Sure, um, doesn't exist in twenty. Called years. the Raven. Okay. Run by Quaff. a AI Edgar Allan Poe. Yes, <laughs> and it's like a old school kind of vaudeville type hotel. Yeah, yeah. And Edgar Allan Poe's basically his like sidekick, uh, sidekick dude mm. helps him solve crimes. Constantly annoys him with his chipperness, and um, ultimately like saves everyone and sounds like this entire show was pitched with the original concept of guy teams up with the ghost of edgar Allan poe and (laughs) solves crimes but edgar Allan poe was actually really chirpy (laughs) it it also um feels like if it was a cheaper tv show 90 percent of the show would just be shot in the hotel yeah 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 like a, a kind of um was it Buffy? Was like ninety percent just them hanging out in a library somewhere. <laughs> yeah, and there was occasionally. All right, now here's a scene where we go outside at night, and then everything else is just back to that library. <laughs> I've only ever seen like half an episode. It's of fine Buffy. if you've seen all of Big Wolf on campus. It's pretty much the same show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. Eh? <laughs> like, <laughs> like Big Wolf on campus was clearly just a parody of Buffy, but it had the same, um, yeah, same production value. The the only episode of Buffy I've ever seen is the one where David Boreanaz just like decides he wants to see the sunrise and dies, and then Angel for some reason he lived. It was a spinoff show. It's it's just like Electra came back to life, but didn't tell the person that they were in love with. It's just like yeah, I'm just gonna go do this over here. I'm gonna go play Booth like Olivia Newton John's husband. But not like Kim Cattrall's oh, brother. I forgot about that. <laughs> he faked his death. Yeah. Make my death too hard for you. Xanadu. <laughs> Didn't want to live in Xanadu. <laughs> okay. And that's our episode. Uh, but you, you're not going to hit on the part where I said not like Kim <laughs> Cattrall's brother. I thought I'd let that rest in case she's listening. <laughs> she's not listening. <laughs> Uh, Kim Cattrall, ironically, is the only likable member of the Sex in the City cast. Mm. They're all massive cunts. Yeah. Then she's English. Is she? Yes. That'd be why. This has been Wide Shut. Yep. I'm still hoping I didn't say weird shit at the start of the show. You didn't. Ah, okay, I didn't. You didn't. I said it now, so fuck it. You fucked it. Goodbye. Fuck you, tip.